On today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, we're talking about the early warning signs that you might be experiencing burnout and the ways that you can avoid it. Before we jump into that, though, I want to thank my friends over at Samaritan Ministries for making today's episode possible. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians paying one another's medical bills without the use of insurance. You'll be connected to Christians across the nation who care for one another spiritually and financially when a medical need arises. Their direct member-to-member approach is one of the many joys of being a Samaritan member. It's biblical, affordable, and you can join today. I'm reminded of Philippians 4.2, which says, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. And that's what Samaritan Ministries does. It lets you help care for other families spiritually and financially when a medical need arises, while they help care for yours. You have the freedom to choose the doctors, treatments, and hospitals that work best for you and your family. A broken bone, maybe you get cancer, medical emergency, you don't have to be limited by network restrictions when it comes to choosing your healthcare provider. There's another way. Healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries is affordable. There's a program and sharing level that could fit your budget with monthly costs ranging from $200 to $555 for a family of two or more. Here's how it works. When a medical need arises, you choose the healthcare providers and treatments that work best for you. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries and they notify the members to pray and send money directly to you to help pay your shareable bills. They also have tons of online resources available to help you choose quality healthcare providers to price medical procedures and 24-7 access to medical professionals by phone or email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to save you time and money. To learn more about being part of this amazing community, go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash DadTired. Again, that's SamaritanMinistries.org slash DadTired. One of the analogies that I find myself frequently using is the analogy of lights going off on a dashboard of a car. So I've talked about that in the Stop Behaving devotional and in the Dad Tired and Loving It book. But I often say our souls have dashboards and there are indicators that happen in our life where we can recognize something's going on poorly under the hood, just like a car would give you some kind of light to indicate, hey, you want to check your engine because when you pop the hood, you're going to realize something's going wrong under there. And we're, we're trying to warn you before something goes too wrong that you should probably check this out. And I think in the same way, our souls have these indicators, these lights on a dashboard of our soul that say, hey, you, want, you might want to pull over and check under the hood because there might be something going on under there that if it's not addressed quickly is going to turn into a much bigger deal. It's funny, man, because a few months ago, maybe even just weeks ago, I was in a church, uh, I think I was in Ohio, and I was talking about, I did a podcast there, I spoke there, and I, I did a podcast interview on another podcast called Core for Life, and I was talking about how essentially there's a difference between having a tired body and a tired soul, and all of us have tired bodies, man. Like If you're a dad listening to this, I don't care if you have one kid or 100 kids, I don't care if you're 20 years old or 200 years old, Like all of us are tired moms are tired, dads are tired, single people are tired. Everybody's just tired. Like we we all have a ton of stuff going on. When's the last time you ran into somebody and you're like, hey, how are you? And they said, I'm really well rested. (laughs) I feel really good. Um, Most people say I'm good, but tired. Like that comes up all the time. And so I talked about in this podcast interview where I was a guest on, there's a difference between having a tired body and a tired soul. Tired bodies, that's okay. That's expected. We should all probably have that if we're working hard and doing things that God's called us to. But tired souls, if our soul is weary, if our soul is tired, then we can recognize that there might be something deeper happening underneath the hood. 
And when I was sharing on the podcast, I was talking about how my body, even in that moment, we recorded that podcast really late at night and I had been traveling the day before and I was just physically exhausted. And I said, I'm really physically tired, but my soul is not weary. And I meant that when I said it. I just felt like I was in a good spot with the Lord and I was kind of firing off all cylinders. Again, my body was tired, but my soul felt refreshed. I just felt like I was being part of the things that God was doing. Well, I come home, you fast forward a little bit, I come home and uh, we're you know, a few weeks, maybe a month or so removed from that. And I'm starting to notice these indicators on my dash of my soul that are like, hey, something might be going on under the hood. And that's hard for me to admit, man. My natural personality is to be productive. Sometimes I, in an unhealthy way, can find identity and I feel better about myself if I'm getting a lot of things done. But I think that's true for all of us as men, especially to some degree. I think all of us like to be productive. And in fact, I I even feel like God has wired us in many ways. He put us in the garden to work and to cultivate it. And when we're working and when we're accomplishing things, it's, there's a sense of like, I'm getting stuff done. I feel accomplished. I was meant to do this. Those are all really good feelings. But I started to feel this sense of like, all right, I'm working, I'm working really hard. I'm getting stuff done. And yet my soul is starting to feel weary. I'm starting to feel tired. And not again, not just physically tired, but like my soul is starting to feel tired. And so it's almost, again, it's kind of embarrassing to say that for a few reasons. One, because I just was talking about (laughs) maybe a month ago where I said my soul isn't tired, where I feel like I'm doing really good. And two, I like to be productive. I like to get stuff done. And so for me to admit that like I'm having, I'm struggling can be harder for me to do that sometimes. What's interesting, man, is I on our closed, we have a closed dad tired community where guys talk about the podcast episodes and all kinds of other things in life. And I posed a question in that community where I was asking guys, hey, what are you currently dealing with? What kind of subject should we tackle on the podcast based on what you're currently dealing with? And then I posed that same question to our email list. And I, I just wrote on there like, hey, what kinds of things are you struggling with right now in your marriage and your personal life? And the amount of guys that wrote back and just talked about in some form, like they use in some kind of words, basically were saying, I feel tired, I feel weary, I'm exhausted, um, really stuck out to me because honestly, that's I feel that in my own spirit right now. I feel tired. And so what I want to do today is really give you four ways that I personally recognize, start to recognize in myself that my soul is starting to get exhausted, that I'm on the verge of a potential burnout. Now, I want to caveat that by saying I am not a licensed counselor. I have no medical degree whatsoever. And so this is in no way am I diagnosing you or like you go through this list and and this is if you check some things off of this list, then you've got some medical diagnosis. Please, please, please just take all of what I say with tons of salt, not just a grain of salt, like pour salt all over it. Because I, I don't honestly, dude, I don't really know what I'm talking about, which is why I'm saying these are ways that I personally recognizing myself, okay, I'm, I'm headed towards burnout. And so maybe you relate to some of that. That's the goal that I'm trying to accomplish here. I also want to say that years ago, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I started to experience these same kind of feelings or signs on my soul's dashboard, honestly, dude, it sent me into a deep tailspin. It was, I would kind of spiral out of control. I'd start to have really big thoughts about life and what am I doing with my life and maybe I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm floundering and start to have really big emotions based on these signals on my soul's dashboard. I can say now as I'm slowly edging my way into 
more maturity and a little bit more wisdom as a little bit more older of a man. I've got more gray hair on my head and in my beard. I'm just learning. Okay, these are just signs, dude. Like you don't have to freak out. You just pull over and you address them. It's not like you didn't get in a crash. Your car didn't explode. Everything's not falling apart. These are warning signs that you need to deal with it. And when you deal with it, everything's going to be okay. And so I just want to say like, for those of you, as I'm admitting to you that I'm, I'm feeling these kind of early signs of burnout, and maybe you are too, it's not a cause for panic. Like you don't have to freak out. Everything's going to fall apart. I know some of that, it feels like that. But as we grow in maturity, we recognize, okay, these are just God given. God is gracious enough to give us these signs that tell us, all right, maybe something's going on under the hood and just pull over and address it. So here are four signs that I typically see in myself when I'm recognizing that I am on the road to burnout and uh, something needs to be addressed. So the first one is when a bad day turns into a bad week or a bad month or months or maybe years, uh, hopefully not years. But it, what started out as like a bad day turns into like a long season of bad period of time. <laughs> Sorry for my poor English there. You know, but it just, it ends up going longer than just that one day. Here's what I mean. Like when I came back from, I was in a season of speaking over and over and over. I was, I was in a season of speaking three weeks in a row and I feeling really refreshed and feeling good. And then I got home and I had a little bit of break and I got home and that week was a little bit difficult. And I felt like, oh, I'm just probably tired. I got jet lag and I've been moving a lot for the last three weeks. And so I probably just need to rest a little bit. And so you maybe have a bad day kind of here and there in that week back. And then all of a sudden the next week doesn't feel like you're really picking up momentum or you're getting back into the swing of things. And now several weeks removed or maybe a month removed and every week has kind of felt like you're just on this downward trajectory of your soul feeling tired. And so maybe for you, you know, you had a bad day and you just kind of chalked it up to, well, we all have bad days. That's part of life. You just wake up and you move on. And if you woke up and you move on and you're like, you're able to put that bad day behind you, that's all it was, man. It was a bad day. You know, no big deal. We all have bad days. And so you suck it up and you, you learn from it and you move on. But maybe that bad day turned into another bad day. And maybe you've got a streak of like two or three of those in a row. Or maybe it's turned into two or three weeks in a row. Maybe it's turned into a month or so in a row where every day kind of feels like a bad day. And where you just can't get anything done. Where you have no motivation. You have no joy. And so that would be to me, and that is for me, one of the first signs of burnout. Is, okay, bad days are normal. We're all going to have bad days, discouraging days. Jesus even promised that things are going to be difficult. There's going to be persecution and suffering and hard things. Like we know that, no problem. But when that turns into days and weeks, and again, not just that my body's tired, but my soul is feeling tired for weeks on end, that's probably a light on your soul's dashboard that's saying you might be headed in a direction that needs to be addressed. So that would be number one for me is would bad day turn into bad days or bad weeks, or bad months. So ask yourself that. How long has this streak been going on for you? The second thing I would say, this is on my soul's dashboard, a light that comes on, an indicator for me, is when you find yourself distancing from other people. This is a big one for me. I am naturally introverted. So I don't mind alone time. I'm okay hanging out by myself for long periods of time. I can refuel and refresh by being alone no problem. I think a lot of you may be like that. If you're a podcast listener, throw on some headphones, just get some like personal time. No problem. That's not a big deal at all. But when that goes maybe weeks or months 
And now I'm purposely avoiding time with people that I actually care about. Now, that's the caveat, especially if you're an introvert like me. I'm not saying that you need to go do to the social gatherings all the time and like mix it up with the crowds. And maybe if you're extroverted, you know, that's your thing. But I'm talking about, are you avoiding personal relationships that normally would be life giving relationships for you, even as an introvert? So if you're introverted, it might be like, Hey, I'm not spending time with family or close friends. I haven't made a call to check in on my family or friends in a while. Nobody's, or I'm avoiding people who are calling me, Maybe I'm avoiding certain conversations at work just because I don't really want to talk to anybody. People that I would normally be life-giving for me to like have over, hey, let's grab lunch or come over for dinner. Let's grab a beer or whatever. Now it actually, I'm just, that doesn't sound appealing at all. I don't want to be around anyone. Or maybe if you're extroverted and you normally love being around people and now you just find yourself not doing that on purpose, you're avoiding all that. These would be signs that like, oh man, not to over-spiritualize it, but, but there could potentially be signs that you're experiencing burnout and or there are potentially signs that the enemy is just trying to isolate you, which is, in my opinion, one of the most effective tactics of the enemy is to get you alone, like even physically, where you're not talking to people, you're not around people, you're not having good conversations in deep, meaningful, life-giving, rich conversations with people. You're starting to spend more time in your head. You say more words in your head than you say to people out loud. That's a sign for me, (laughs) and it may be a sign for you, that you are headed towards burnout, that you are not getting life-giving relationships a chance, and instead, you are spending a lot of time in your head. That is a big indicator that you are moving towards burnout. So ask yourself, are you avoiding meaningful relationships at this point in your life? Third one I'd say is you're overly tired. And you constantly just want to sleep or you constantly feel fatigued, even maybe after a long night's rest. Maybe you even got eight hours of rest and you still wake up just feeling exhausted. Now, again, if you got young kids, man, I got a newborn, a two-year-old, and then two older ones. So (laughs) we're all tired, man. If you're a dad, you're tired. If you're a mom listening to this right now, it's we're tired, right? That's totally part of the game. And I'm used to, like last 10 years of my life, I'm used to kind of just feeling tired all the time. But there's a different kind of tired. Like for me, it's in the middle of the day, I'm just, I want to take a nap every day and I want to take a long nap. And I, again, that happened like once I took a nap and it was like, all right, you know, I I just tired for a day, didn't get a good night's sleep as we all don't really as good as young parents. So maybe I just want to take a nap. But then I found myself days and days and days want to take a nap and then I wake up and I'm still tired. It's just a different kind of tired. And you know what I'm talking about. I would say after I have these kind of moments, like I took like two days in a row, I took a nap and I woke up and I asked Layla, I'm like, did you drug me? Did you, (laughs) are you put stuff in my drink? Like, I'm just so tired. Like I feel my body feels abnormally tired right now. And so maybe you're experiencing that. It's kind of a fatigue that's deeper than your normal tired. And that might be a sign that your soul is like just craving rest and your body's trying to catch up with you. And so if that's you, if you're not sleeping well and you feel tired and fatigued beyond your normal tired and fatigued, it's kind of at a deeper level, that might be a sign that you are on the road to burnout. And the last one I'll say is this. We could give 50 signs that you are on the verge of burnout, but we'll just do these four here for the sake of time. When small things cause you to be overly angry or irritable, Or I'm going to kind of add one here when things start to feel personal about your identity. 
And so essentially what I'm saying is when little things start to feel much bigger than they really are, I have found myself snapping at my kids more than I normally would. Again, raising kids is hard, man. I got a toddler that's taking Sharpie to everything right now and spills milk 15 times a day. Like all of it, it's tired and we're, we're irritable and it, we're working on our patience and all that. But I'm not just talking about the normal parenting kind of discipline all the time and you frustrate all the time. I'm talking about you're snapping. Your fuse is just much, much shorter. Man, I have felt this. My family, honestly, has probably suffered the consequences of me having a tired and weary soul more than anyone. They get the short end of the stick, man. It sucks. And literally just yesterday, we'll talk about this here in a few minutes, but just yesterday I had to apologize to my wife and my kids and just say, I'm really sorry that my bad day now caused you to have a bad day and that I've ruined your day because I was in a funk and I'm sorry. And so if you just find yourself being more and more short and susceptible to just yelling and kind of flying off the handle with your wife or with your kids or maybe at work, man, there's probably a light on your dashboard that's going off that's saying, hey, pull over, like pop the hood open. Something is going on under the hood that needs to be checked out right now. So those are four of many signs for me that I am starting to experience burnout. Again, when a bad day turns into a bad week or month, when I find myself distancing from other people and kind of avoiding good relationships, when I'm overly tired, when I'm deeply fatigued or I'm wanting sleep more than normal, and then when I'm just overly irritable and get angry too easily or when things start to feel personal about my identity. Maybe you have a loss at work. Maybe you like you failed at something, a simple project, or maybe you did a presentation, you didn't do a good, very, very good job, or I don't know, like maybe a, whatever the little failure, maybe you're a painter and you didn't feel like you did a very good job at one of the walls you painted. I don't know. I know nothing about painting. I shouldn't have used that as an example, but I mean, there's something small you did and all of a sudden that turns into an identity thing. So that's, this is kind of in line with that. Like you're just overly short and irritable and then you kind of take things real personal. Maybe you start saying things like, I'm a terrible painter. I was never meant for this. Or I'm really bad at my job. I shouldn't even do this anymore. I feel like giving up. I want to quit. Things that you know is not true. Like you're, you're doing a fine job and you, you've been doing this job for years, but all of a sudden in this week or in these weeks and months, now all of a sudden you feel like giving up or you're making big identity statements about yourself. I'm not good at this. I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good worker. Whatever it is, you're making these big statements about your identity over honestly small things. Those would be indicators. And those I'm telling you that from experience, man. I'll have some kind of failure or what feels like a failure here in the dad tired world. I'll do something where I feel like, ah, that wasn't a good episode or man, this person gave me one out of five stars on my book or this person hated the podcast this week and they gave me a really bad review. And I'll take that one and I'll just ruminate on it and I'll start to make big identity statements. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't do dad tired stuff. Maybe this isn't my calling. Maybe I should just go be a UPS driver and get away from everyone. That's hitting two birds with one stone, by the way. (laughs) That would be me wanting to get away from everyone and I'm starting to make big identity statements. I'm telling you that very honestly from experience where I'm like, I've thought in the last couple of weeks, maybe I should just give all this up. And my first thought was, how nice would it be just to sit in a car and drive and listen to music or a podcast and not have to deal with people all day? Those are signs on my dashboard (laughs) that are telling me, Jared, you're in a bad place. You need to pull over and uh, address this before it gets worse. 
And so maybe you experience some of that. Maybe those are the four of the things that you recognize in yourself that might like, oh, geez, I've experienced all of those or three of the four of those, and I might be headed towards burnout. If that's you, then dude, just pause for a second. Ask yourself honestly, all right, am I on the road to burnout and what needs to be done? Why does this matter for us as Christians? Like, why do we even need to address this? Don't we all have bad days? Don't we all have kind of seasons where we're tired? Ecclesiastes, there's a season for war and there's a season for peace. And, you know, maybe I'm just in a season of war right now and this is normal and I'm supposed to be tired. Why is this important? Well, dude, the truth is, man, I tell my kids this all the time. As followers of Jesus, our lives should be producing the fruits of the Spirit. Meaning, if I'm a tree that claims to be a tree of Jesus, then the fruits that come out of that tree should be the fruits of Jesus' life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all these things are fruits of the Spirit. So I tell my kids, listen, we can claim to be Jesus followers all day long. You can tell me you're a follower of Jesus till you're blue in the face, but all the time Jesus is saying that we should just look at each other's fruits. Is the fruit of your life producing the things of Jesus? Does it look like the kingdom? And so I just look at my life and I and if we just take that piece, you know, sometimes we we make things so churchy and so like theoretical. Well, you know, that's nice if you have joy and you have peace and you have patience and you have kindness and you have goodness and you have self-control, but we don't really need those all the time. Like that's kind of unrealistic. Man, Jesus is saying. These are the things that his followers should be producing. When you look at a Christian, when you look at an apple tree, it should be very obvious that those are apples growing on that tree. That's an apple tree. Those are apples. I know it's an apple tree because I see the apples, right? It's very obvious. When somebody looks at a Christian, it should be very obvious. Oh yeah, that's a Christian because they have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, right? They have all the fruits of the spirit growing and sprouting out of them. So it's very clear that person is a follower of Christ. So why is this important? Well, because I want to represent Jesus to my family. I want to represent Jesus to my wife and to my community and to the people around me. When people look at me, it should be a contagious joy. I'm not talking about just fluffy happiness, but I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit should be pouring out of my life. If I'm a Jesus tree, then the fruits of the tree should be the fruits of the Spirit. It's got to be a better way of saying that, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Psalm 34, 14 says, Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Again, commandment. Like, go after these things. Chase after these things. Galatians 5, 2, what we are just talking about. But the fruit of the Spirit, the way that we know somebody is a Christian, is a follower of Jesus, is they produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Like these are the fruits that we should see in the people of God. And so if I'm not seeing these fruits, it's a big deal. It's bigger than me just saying, I need a little bit more rest while I'm just going through a bad season. Man, I want to reflect the Savior to everyone around me. My family suffers, dude. My kids suffer if they don't see the fruits of the Spirit in me. They don't get the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness and the faithfulness of God through me as their dad. They get a dad who's irritable and short. My wife gets that. My coworkers get that. The community around me gets that. My neighbors get that, right? And so this is a big deal. If your life is not producing the fruits of the Spirit, then we have to step back and ask ourselves, all right, maybe it's time for me to pull over. Maybe I am on the road to burnout, or maybe I'm currently burned out. 
And not only am I suffering, but the people that I've been charged to lead around me are suffering as a result. And so what does it look like for us as men to pull over the car and to say, okay, I'm headed down the road of burnout, or maybe my car actually broke down and I am currently experiencing burnout, and how do I get out of this? So here's some thoughts that I have. Here's some things that I personally do when I'm experiencing burnout that just help me turn the car around to let the Holy Spirit come in and fix my soul so that I can get back and running and moving towards the things that God has called me to do. Number one, the first thing I do is I just check my habits. How am I eating? How am I sleeping? What am I consuming? And uh, what am I allowing influence me? I know this sounds really basic and hopefully you're not listening to this being like, oh man, Jared's new agey, you know, this, you're getting all hippy dippy on me stuff. Like if you go to a doctor and you feel like something's wrong with you, it can be frustrating. Like maybe you go to the doctor and you feel like something's really wrong. And the first thing they do is prescribe, like I used to have severe back pain, like really, really bad back pain. I had herniated a disc when I was in my twenties and my back, I'm like, do I need back surgery? And I would go into the doctor's office and tell them how bad my back hurt. And they would tell me, well, you need to stretch. And I'm just like, come on, like, (laughs) can you do anything more? Like, can we start with some MRIs? Can we like check to see if I need some surgery here? Like there's got to be a better way than just telling me to stretch, right? But what the doctor does is they always start with the most simple things and then they move to the more complex and invasive things later. And so maybe for you, you just got to start with some simple stuff. That's what I do for me. I just start with some really simple things like how am I eating? This contributes. Dude, if you think that, all the spiritual stuff that God is doing in you just happens in your mind and internally you are selling God short of all the ways that he is discipling you. He is much more holistic than just having you have spiritual thoughts or using spiritual thoughts to disciple you. Yes, God is changing your mind and your heart, but God is also the God of your body and this world and God of science and he's the one who created this whole system. And so all of these things uh, blend together. We are holistic beings and God is using all of who we are, body, mind, soul, to disciple us and to make us more like him and to see his glory here on earth. And so it's okay to ask yourself, like it's a spiritual thing to ask yourself, how am I eating? Dude, if you're eating junk all the time, I'm speaking from experience, I like downed a sleeve of Oreos the other night (laughs) and I woke up feeling like poop could be the Oreos. You know, I don't need to over-spiritualize things. Don't need to like just stay in some deep spiritual thoughts in my head. It could be the sleeve of Oreos that I ate the night before that is causing me to wake up and feel really terrible. And so I think it's okay, man, to ask yourself how your eating habits, this most definitely can contribute to how you're feeling. How are your sleeping habits? Are you staying up till 12, 1, 2 in the morning, waking up at 5, 6? Bro, your body's just probably tired and it's going to affect you mentally. How are your influences? What are you listening to? What are you watching? I have the guys in our family leadership program do a self-assessment. What are you allowing into your eyes and ears? And maybe that stuff is contributing to the detriment of your soul. I know for me personally, if I watch too much news, which I love, man, I, I love watching the news, but if I watch too much of the news, I start to become a wholly different person. Not wholly, H-O-L-E, but like fully different person, completely different person. I start to become more angry or fearful or worried or whatever. It just, it changes me, man. And so I have to really evaluate the influences or maybe bad habits. Like maybe you come home from work and you have a beer or maybe that turned into three beers. Maybe you're drinking two, three beers a night. 
smoking. Maybe you're doing some of this stuff just to kind of like calm the nerves, bro. It's probably affecting you. It's probably having some kind of negative impact on you. And so just number one, if you're on the road to burnout or currently experiencing burnout, just check yourself and ask yourself, what kind of habits am I having? What are my sleep habits, eat habits, listening habits, watching habits, and just ask yourself, is there something that needs to be cut out here? That would be the first thing to do. Start simple and then kind of move to more complex things. It could be you just need to drink water, eat a meal, sleep better, and uh, your soul might actually feel better. That would be the first thing. Number two, evaluate where you're currently trying to find rest. If you look at John 14, 27, it says this. This is Jesus talking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus is essentially saying the world is going to offer you peace. It's going to tell you here, this thing will give you rest for your soul, but it is not the peace that I give to you. And so evaluate right now. Just take a minute and ask yourself, where are you trying to find rest? Like maybe you look at rest as there's traffic going home and you're sitting bumper to bumper and you're just like, you're stoked that you get 30 minutes of quiet and you're not moving anywhere. (laughs) Maybe you are binging out on a Netflix show or maybe you're having a couple beers after work or maybe you're getting super into a sports thing or a hobby. Just ask yourself right now, where are you currently trying to find rest? List out in your life, where are you currently trying to find rest? And then how is it working for you? Um, here are some indicators that you know it's not actually giving your soul rest. Think about when you go on vacation and you take a vacation and then you get home and you're actually more exhausted than before you went on vacation. The thing that you thought was going to give you rest made you more tired. That's an indicator that something deeper is happening under the soul. And so maybe you're going to things to give you rest. Maybe I'll just watch this Netflix or I'll have a couple beers and watch a game or I'll work on this hobby. Whatever the thing is, maybe I'll purposely try to sit in traffic or take the long way home so that I can have a little bit more time to myself. How is it working? Is it actually giving your soul rest? Jesus says he's the one that can give you peace. The world is offering you peace, but it can't give it to you like Jesus can. And so what does it look like to exchange those moments where you're looking for rest in the wrong places and come back to the rest giver, the peacemaker, Jesus himself? Number three, I would say, invite your spouse into the process. And this is a big one, man. I think for a lot of us men, we hold on to this stuff for a really long time. We just try to knuckle, white knuckle, bear down, bite down on the mouthpiece and move forward and just like not tell anyone about it, not admit it to ourselves and certainly not admit it to our spouse that we are actually not just physically tired, but emotionally wrung out. And uh, I think one of the greatest gifts that you can do when you're in the middle of burnout or on the road to burnout is to actually invite your spouse into that process and even say, I don't know what's going on, but my soul is really tired. And I just want you to know, I'm not trying to be short with you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not bitter towards you. I'm not trying to like make you my enemy. I just, my soul is tired and I'm trying to run to Jesus to find peace, but just bear with me because during this particular season, I'm really, really emotionally and spiritually tired allow them into that process. What it's going to do is it's going to build intimacy, which is actually deeply what you need right now. Intimacy with God and intimacy with God's people, especially your spouse. So admit to them and maybe start your admission with an apology. I'm sorry that I've treated you the way I've treated you. It's actually not about you at all. It's about me and I'm feeling really tired. I should have figured that out earlier, but I didn't and I'm sorry and I may have taken it out on you and I'm really sorry for that. 
And I also want you to know, I want you to be in this with me because you're my teammate and you are the partner that God is using to make me more like him. That was a really long apology, but that was literally, I'm just repeating words that I've had to say to my wife recently. And so maybe that's what you need to do, ma'am, is uh, repent to your wife and then ask her to be part of that process. And even if you'd be man enough, if you'd have the guts to ask her, would you just put your hand on my shoulder or would you hug me or would you hold my hand and would you just pray that God would give me peace beyond all the other ways that I'm looking for peace? Bro, I promise you, not only is it going to bring a deeper relationship between you and your wife, it's going to start you on the road to peace. I promise you that. Number four, I want you to zoom in and zoom out. And here's what I mean by this. Number one, zoom in is sometimes what causes our burnout is we're constantly thinking about the future that I feel this often. I'm always kind of anxious about the futures. They call that future tripping, right? Like you're something that hasn't happened yet or something that you're anticipating is going to happen. It causes you tons of anxiety and stress and it's robbing your peace. And so for you, you might be thinking about what does the rest of this year look like? Maybe it's financially, maybe it's in your career, maybe it's in your family or your marriage, but you're thinking about things in the future and it's causing you a ton of stress. And so I think that one of the greatest things you can do, like Jesus would say, not, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So instead of doing that, instead of worrying about tomorrow, zoom in on today, be content in today. I've been trying to do this. I've been going on a lot of walks in the evenings. And I'm just trying to focus on the moment, like right in the moment. This just the other night, I went on a walk. I put the family to bed. We have a school across the street from me. So I walked around the track and then I was walking back home. The sun was setting. It was a warm summer night. It was hot. And uh, and I'm just walking around and it was really, really quiet, just like so quiet in the neighborhood. And I could hear a couple birds and I'm just walking. And I remember just paying attention to all the little things, like the warmth of the air on my face and how my body felt as it was moving and walking along the track and hearing the birds and seeing the, the clouds change colors and the sky change colors. And those being so like in tune with that moment, just like being in the fully present in that moment started to lead me to like, God, thank you for today. Like I got to wake up today and my body is moving and my kids are here and they're healthy and my wife is, loves me and she's with me today and you have given me new mercy today. I zoom, I, instead of zooming out and thinking about all the things that I could stress about in the future, I try to zoom in as much as I can and just be fully present and thank God, God, you have given me your grace and your mercy today. You've given me your salvation today and that is enough. Thank you, Lord. So maybe you need to zoom in or maybe you need to zoom out. And so maybe today you're having a really crappy day. You're having a really, really hard day, or maybe you're having a really hard week. And you're like me sometimes where you're making big assumptions about your life and your identity based on a short-term circumstance. So you might be having a bad day at work, bad day in marriage, and you're, and you just want to throw in the towel on everything. You're like, man, marriage is hard. I don't like being married. I don't like working this job. I don't like doing X, Y, Z. I don't, being a dad's hard. We didn't have kids, whatever. Like you're making big conclusions in a short-term season. And so maybe for you, instead of zooming in, you need to zoom out right now and realize, dude, you're in one little leg of a long race. All right, man. So just like calm down for a minute, zoom out. God is in this thing for the long haul. You've got years and years and decades by God's grace to go. 
All right. So just put the bad day in perspective. It's just a bad day. It's just a bad week. But God is working on your redemption, the redemption of your family. Like there are generations that are going to be affected by you and your life and your decisions. And there's good things coming by the grace of God. Not just like happy, fluffy things, but there's God's goodness and his redemption coming for generations to come. So zoom out. There's a bigger thing here. You're okay. We're okay. We're going to make it. All right, so maybe for some of you, you need to zoom in. For others of you, you may need to zoom out. I want to leave you with this blessing, this benediction. I pulled it from Romans 15, 33, Jude 1, verse 2, Numbers 6, verse 24, and Psalm 29, verse 11. And I've kind of taken all these verses, and I, I just want to say this benediction and blessing over you. Bro, listen, just pause for a second, man. Just pause for a second and um, just let the Spirit minister to you, dude. I don't want you to get into a spot where this becomes so tactical, right? Like, just do these four things and your Spirit's going to be awesome. At the end of the day, man, we our souls actually just need Jesus. And we need the healer and the peacemaker and the life giver the living water to minister to our soul in ways that no tactical thing can, no good night of sleep can, no good food can, no vacation can. What we actually need is the healing and redeeming and life-giving work of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to come in and to give our souls rest. So even right now, man, just like take a deep breath. God is good today, bro. God has given you mercy that's brand new today. He's in the long haul. I know that maybe you are having a bad week, a bad month. You've got a lot of big things going on, things that feel exhausting to you. But bro, maybe just right now, just sit in the spirit and in the presence of God. He's in it for the long haul. He's not surprised by any of this stuff. Would your spirit start to come back to Jesus? Let me pray this benediction over you. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless his sons and daughters with peace. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. May the peace of God be with you all. Amen. Thank you.